1: Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook, download at www.audibletrial.com slash outnowpodcast. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's www.audibletrial.com slash outnowpodcast.
2: Previously on Out Now with Aaron and Abe.
1: Okay, so you're getting close to the world's end. What are you about to do, Abe?
2: Well, I'd probably sit back and finish the book I was reading. I'd hate to leave things open-ended.
1: Okay, so then what?
2: Mm, balance my checkbook, finish the laundry, you know, chores and stuff.
1: Wait, so the world is ending, and you're not gonna like run wild or cross some crazy dreams off your list?
2: No, well, I'm just happier just sitting around and keeping up with the norm. Really? Yeah. Why? What are you gonna do?
1: Well, I, uh, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it.
2: Well, do you have any books you want to finish or random chores you figured you'd want to get done? I mean, I
1: guess I'd make some calls, or maybe a sandwich.
2: A sandwich?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna, like, sit through the end of the world in an empty stomach. You know? Hmm.
2: You're right. I'd probably also want to make a sandwich. Nothing else to do if the end of the world is literally about to happen, I guess.
1: Yeah. You know, this this is kind of depressing.
2: Yeah. So what are you gonna put on the sandwich?
3: Wait a minute, I forgot my introduction.
1: We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron and as always this is Abe. Hey, Hola. Hey Abe. I'm hey. I'm back at SoCal. What? It's been like two weeks since I recorded a podcast, it's okay. And we
2: weren't even in the same room.
1: Nope, not at all, because you just avoided me. Yes. Anyway, out now is a film podcast, is and I discussing new movies weekly. We also bring in discussion about the latest movie trailers, box office results and of predictions, a callback to past films similar to the main film of the week, games, and other fun stuff. This is episode 117.
2: 117. Closer to
1: 118? That, <laughs> not False. <laughs> and, um, this week, we were talking about the new film from director Edgar Wright, The World's End. And joining us to discuss The World's End. I said it the same exact way. See how I did that? It was, it was <laughs>
2: it's almost as if I cut, beat, and pasted it in the same part.
1: It could have been like that, but it wasn't. Anyway, joining us to discuss The World's End, we have from the Battleship Retention podcast, the two headed dog with cross hands, David Bax.
3: <laughs>
1: Thanks for having me. And, from Just Seen It, found weekly on PBS, she's the mermaid with the famous cock, Brenna Smith. Hello. Hey,
2: great, uh,
1: great mishmash. The best one. I thought. That's me. <laughs> that's
4: pretty much it.
1: Uh, it's Merman. How...
4: <laughs> Merman!
1: How is everyone doing?
4: Uh, it's a little wet over here. <laughs> uh,
3: I- I'm doing fine. Good, alright. I like that section. she's a mermaid.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
2: That's why. Not because I'm so excited to be on the exactly. podcast. Exactly. <laughs> Listeners, come on, pay attention.
1: <laughs> there goes our there goes our family-friendly rating for the week on this week's <laughs> episode of the podcast where we talk about the world's end. Okay, so...
0: Welcome, bienvenue,
1: welcome. Um, let's see, announcement stuff. Uh, Next week is Labor Day weekend, and you know what that means. That means that brings an end to the summer uh, box office wager. <laughs> and um, yeah, Abe and I, along with everybody alan <laughs> maxwell jordan adam and that other person that i forget who else <laughs> i think i got us all mark Mar- Yeah, mark my bad sorry mark, <laughs> mark uh we all participated in a box office challenge we pr- tried to predict the top 10 films of the summer and you know you it know it does they- not look pretty well <laughs> we'll get to how accurate we were but that result show is going to happen and that should be a lot of fun so that's damn why. i knew i
2: should have put in lee daniels as the butler
1: Lee Daniels, Lee Daniels, the developer. Of Lee Daniels, Lee right, Daniels. <laughs> 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 and, uh, yeah, so that that results show, that's going to be coming soon. So that's the uh, that should be a bonus episode. That should be a lot of fun coming the next, uh, like, two weeks from now or something a like that. couple weeks, yeah. Yeah, a few weeks. But just getting you guys ready, getting you guys psyched for it. And um, let's see. What else? Uh, contest still up. You know, if you want a free copy of The Fog on Blu-ray. Uh, just unopened. Unopened. Just email us your uh, favorite ghost story and and why. Email us outnetpodcast at gmail.com or Facebook. Facebook dot podcast. Either one of those, you can send us a little message there, and uh, you might win a copy of the fog. Hey, where's my poster? I have to see. I have it. I literally have it, like sitting in front. I can. Look, I can see. I see it in front of me right now with the tube. I, the tube. I have, just just I have it. I can literally <laughs> hand it to you, or I can actually see you as some boyfriend.
4: Come <laughs> over then. Give it just for the poster. That's,
1: maybe I. Maybe I, I can, will.
4: I mean, we could have a pretense of like watching something if you'd like, but
1: we'll, <laughs> say say we'll set that up after the show. After we discuss the world's <laughs> end. Anyway. Um,
4: all done live,
2: folks. I I'm telling you, yeah. He's yet. not splicing
1: this in. No, I'm not. That's just podcast talent. That's what you get when you do 116 episodes currently recording 117.
2: Oh, I was going to say, yeah.
1: Like, where'd
2: that 117 go? Exactly.
1: But, but, uh, but yeah. And if you're enjoying all this witty this rapporte that Abe and I are sharing together, <laughs> you can feel free to rate and review us on iTunes. iTunes reviews and ratings. We're always happy to get those. Helps out the show. I can't tell you how exactly except to say that, hey, me feel better if you did
2: <laughs> Everyone feels better <laughs> if you did.
1: I mean, I'll tell you this right now. Joe Jan's just sent us a review on iTunes, and I liked it. You know what? We sent him a. You prize know what, Joe? We, You're we, all right. We sent him a prize for his submission to our contest from you know a few months ago, and he loved that prize. He sent me a very nice message about it. So there you go. Let's uh, let's move on now. Let's get to know everybody. Each week, on out now, there today, we try to ask each other a few questions, try to set the tone for the podcast. I better get to know everybody. I'm let Abe start this one off this week. Okay. All right,
2: David. Yeah. You're writing a script loosely based on you and four past friends. Twenty years later, which character from the world's end do you mostly end up like?
3: Oh man. Um, Nick Frost's character, where I'm uh, super stern, uh, serious, given up drinking. Something horrible has happened to me, so I've given up drinking. I've uh, uh, my, my wife and kids, uh by kids I mean my dog and my cat have left me. <laughs>
2: There's doing better a- Purina person.
3: out there for us. What's that? There's better Purina out there for us. <laughs> but, you know, I, I got a decent job with... Uh, I got an office with uh, glass doors. Okay. Nice. So that's, that, or, that's... More like... or, or glass windows.
1: Or or wind doors.
3: Wind doors, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I've seen the World's End twice now. What was... Am I supposed to ask anyone in particular? Or yeah, you
1: generally shout it out to some person, like <sighs> direct it at somebody.
3: Okay, um... Uh, I'll toss it back to you. Abe. What was the first movie you saw more than once in a movie theater?
2: Uh, good question, man. I have to go through like
1: years uh, of childhood trauma.
2: Yeah, well, <laughs> it it might have been uh <laughs> years of childhood trauma. <laughs> man, I that's like going back at like the first movie I ever saw in theaters was Ninja Turtles in nineteen ninety, but. I didn't see that twice and just like, hmm. I didn't go to movies a lot as a kid. Movies? Uh, might have been like some Batman movie. Like maybe Batman Forever. Uh, I don't know. Alright, well, let's say that. <laughs> Thanks, Val Kilmer. You made my, my life
3: history. I have great
1: memories more. of seeing Batman Forever. My mom took me to the midnight show of that when I was when you know ninety five, so I was I was not old. <laughs> and it was. I sat, I sat. in the front row because it was packed. Because people wanted front to get that. Row. Oh right, right, People yeah. wanted to get that Drew Barrymore cameo in them. And uh...
2: <laughs> do you guys remember the, the McDonald's promotions where they had those glass mugs?
1: Yeah, I think yeah. I have one.
2: I wish that I could have find my Riddler mug, but I can't. Anyway.
1: Me this. What's your next question?
2: Yeah, Brenna. Yeah. You're writing a script about going back home for a family reunion of sorts. Does it end up like young adult where things get emotional and dramatic? Or does it end up like Your Next, where things get bloody? Or does it end up like The World's End, where you get drunk disorderly and have weird residents?
4: Huh. Well, um, now normally I'd say a mix of Your Next <clears throat> and uh, The World's End, but I'm also accounting for the fact that this is my family, um, <laughs> and I'm probably gonna base it off of my family. So I would probably avoid alcohol uh, for for many reasons. But I don't want them to die either. I think that since you know we're black, we'd probably all survive because we'd just get out of there. Boom. Um, <laughs> so I do that one, and I guess we could throw some white relatives under the bus. Okay.
2: <laughs> I like this uh, factual script.
4: Yeah, you know, write what you know.
1: Everything is satisfactual.
4: <sighs>
1: that guy, that's a that's a deep cut for the black jokes because it's all about zippity doo da But anyway, go on. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Alright, um, Aaron. Yes? We all know everybody's up in arms about Batfleck. Who would you have chosen to play instead?
1: Um, uh, um, let's see. We'll get to opinions on this later on, in terms of this thing. But, um, who would I choose instead for Batman? I was kind of digging the Josh Brolin rumor. I was was enjoying that one. Yeah. Well, I, I, uh, that's, that seemed like something where I'm like, hey, that, that's a neat idea, I guess. But yeah. For the record,
3: I already answered this question on Twitter, and it was Vincent Gallo.
1: Yeah, yes, and I, I, I did say that I would watch the fuck out of that movie. I mean, that, that's a <laughs> Gallo. That. Oh my God, it'd be like a, like a rod of electricity just bouncing around. Classic Gallo. Um, let's see. Abe. Yeah. I'm not going to ask you this question. David, you asked. You already answered like two <laughs> questions. I did. David, yeah. What's the best way to clean up robot goo? <laughs> uh,
3: well, um, the thing is, you want to get uh, uh, your standard uh, pet stain remover, and then um, you want to you want to spray it and let it sit.
1: And like a Tide stick.
3: Yeah, yeah, but but you 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 got to let it sit. So ah. Then you come back and you, uh, and, and you and you wipe it down. That's a lot of pre-treatment.
1: So you want, do you want to be clean or do you want to be quick? What do you what do you do? With it? <laughs> this, is,
4: this is for after the apocalypse and you're going back in and trying to clean everything up. It's not you know in the middle of the fight.
3: Yeah, in two years, oh okay, you'll have right. stains on your carpet. You're gonna wish you took yeah. the extra twenty minutes to let. It. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, this is true. I can't do that. It. It's
1: gonna
2: lower the value of my house.
4: Yeah, instead of running to the next pub or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah Steve, it's David's turn again. Is it my turn again? Yep.
3: Okay, um, Brennan? Yeah. Uh, could you, uh, how long, how far into the 12 pub crawl would you have made it?
4: Um, I think I could have made it to the end, because yeah. I've when I was in England, I did a pub crawl um, in Camden, which wasn't 12, but it was still quite a few, and they gave shots at each pub. It wasn't just pints.
1: Shot! 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 Shot!
4: Shots. Yeah, no, they were playing like Black Eyed Peas from the early 2000s. Their music was way behind. I don't understand it.
1: <laughs> it was <laughs> just just Hey Baba, nonstop.
4: Okay. Yeah, I was like, it's it's 2013 in London. I figured your music would be more advanced than this, but apparently you're stuck in. They, they
1: weren't movie. playing Fergie's London Bridge.
4: Thank God they were not. You're up again. Oh, right. Um, that was going to be my question. (laughs) Crap. Um. (coughs) Abe. Yeah. Have you ever had a night similar, probably with less aliens, but I'm not sure, of such drunken debauchery and I want a story?
2: Sort of, but not really. We didn't do a pub crawl, but it was the end of college and we were feeling pretty good about ourselves and we were at a pool hall this is a few friends of mine and we got kind of drunk maybe very drunk because we started yelling in the pool hall and we started also jumping on top of pool tables and then going underneath and whispering to each other saying that we're too loud we then all split up uh i threw (laughs) up on the way home (laughs) my other friend threw up at his house and my other friend threw up and blacked out in his (laughs) <laughs> and then, like in his bathroom and then he just woke up the next day and was like why do i have a bruise on my head so
1: was that from you wave
2: no <laughs> <laughs> uh that was not me but that was a good friend of mine and uh probably gonna have dinner with him later <laughs> smooth yeah so there you go runner
1: yay <laughs> you know who uh, won- you know you know who wanted all that the listeners
2: yes yeah. they did yeah they were just Everybody like oh. a little backstory. Abe is a, it's a, it's a not-so-wild guy.
1: <laughs> it is called Know Everybody for a reason.
2: <laughs> I'm out of questions, but, Aaron, I'm pretty sure that you have
1: another one. I do, and I'm going to ask it to Brenna. Oh. Okay. Zombies, murderous elderly, robots, screw, marry, kill.
4: <laughs> you know, they're not robots. Do you know what? I have I
1: have slash blanks actually written.
4: Okay, I was just saying, you know what robot means.
1: <laughs> I didn't know how specifically wanted to be. <laughs>
4: um, I think that I would. Wait, what are the options? S-
1: screw Mary, kill. Screw. Okay, sense. I was
4: I was thinking. Did he say the f word? Could I say that one? was <laughs> uh, refrain. S- screw the robots, um, because well, the robots. I imagine you can make them take ch- take any, any shape. Okay. Uh, it seems fun. <clears throat> And then afterwards, they could just pop their arm off. You don't have to worry about that really weird cuddling thing with laying on the arm and all that. It's really convenient.
1: Yeah, No coyote ugly situations.
4: Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think that I would bury the zombies, because that's kind of where it's, they belong anyway. It's,
1: it's Mary, not Barry.
4: Oh, I thought you said Barry.
1: Screw Mary, kill.
4: Oh, okay. Well, that um, changes everything.
2: That does change everything. Yeah. Because then you just might marry the blanks.
4: Yeah, well, no, no, I think I'm just going to screw the blanks. I'm going to marry the old people. Um, oh, that's nice. Hopefully they'll they'll die before they kill me so I can get whatever they're leaving behind. That's the spirit. Yeah. <laughs> or I can kill them in self-defense while they try to kill me, and then I get all their stuff. So They,
2: it, they, it, they would it's, do that. They are a murderous bunch of them. Yeah,
4: yeah. There was, there was that murderous prefix that made me hang on a sec. <laughs> um, and I guess I'd kill the zombies just because killing zombies is a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, it makes you feel good inside. Yeah. All right, I think we sufficiently asked each other how you know our questions, and that's how you play everybody.
3: I feel really close to you guys now.
1: I should. Yeah,
3: yeah,
2: I, I feel, yeah, now you guys know more about my zombie life. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, let's do a little out now, cookies. TM? each looking out. Now we talk about one main movie, but there's always plenty of movies that we also see during the week. That's why we said we call that now, cookies. TM? That was good. That was a good one. That was great. Yeah. All TM?
2: right. Oh, I uh, thought you were gonna I'll see. preemptively strike again. Uh, I could
1: have. Anyway, Abe, have you seen... Oh, snap. A, one
2: B, for one. Abe,
1: have you, you seen any other movies this week?
2: Yeah, while I was uh, doing some dishes yesterday, I watched Dread on Netflix streaming. It's really good, and I think it's going to be one of those like uh, kind of underrated comic book movies.
1: All right. Fair. Yeah. Uh, David, have you seen any other movies this week?
3: Uh, well, um, everyone, having already seen The World's End, should go see your next Because it's uh, also one of the best movies of the year. But I haven't seen many movies. I saw a movie called Mother of George that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. It's got Denai Guerrero from The Walking Dead in it. And other than that, I've been watching Broadchurch on BBC and um, St. Louis Cardinals Baseball. Oh, there you go. (laughs)
1: Uh, Brenna? Um,
4: What did I see? I was like, what did I talk about yesterday? Oh, I saw a bunch of TV, so I can do that. Um, I saw The Grand Master. Oh. Which is severely disappointing. Just stay home and watch It Man again. Ah. It's long and rambling and doesn't have a story. And, but beautiful. Yeah, that doesn't say that. And there's just way too many super stylistic cuts and close-ups and slow-motion shots of fists hitting chests and water swirling off of hats and... You can't even see the choreography. I don't know if the choreography is good because I could never see it because they're always so close up to the fights when there I'm were fights. Suspecting. I yeah, it's I and it's been cut up by by what's his face Weinstein apparently. Uh, they they cut out like 30 minutes of it before they released it here, and it's yeah it's it switches stories. It's got like five different endings. You're always like, all right, time to oh wait no no now they're gonna talk about Bruce Lee and you're like it's terrified. Clue part two. This is so yeah. weird. You're terrified that they're going to go into, like, Bruce Lee's personal story, because they start to set it up, and then they stop and go somewhere else. You're like, oh, thank goodness. Hmm.
1: Alrighty. Um, <clears throat> I saw a few things. I... <clears throat> okay. I saw Your Next as well. I liked Your Next. Um, it's a solid slasher. Slash, uh, siege <laughs> film slash home invasion story. <laughs> um, a lot of slashes. It's got, yeah, no, I, I, I enjoyed Your Next uh, quite a bit, uh... I just say go see it. I don't want to like delve into it too much more. Uh, let's see. I saw what else you see. I saw In a World. Has anyone else seen In a World? The, oh, I, I Lake saw the trailer Bell? Foot and I really wanted to see it. Lake Bell's uh, film. I really liked it. I cool. like a lot, a lot. Like I, I was surprised how much I liked it. it. It's just it's just a really solid comedy. Like Lake Bell plays a uh, and a, she's a vocal coach. Coach. She wants to be like a voiceover artist, much like a. Much like many men do in trailers, and um, it just it's kind of about that world and it's just really funny and very very sharply written. Really enjoyed it. Cool. Um, and then I saw Blackfish, saw that. <laughs> I was I was really really depressed after watching Blackfish. I needed to like do something like just that just like made me cheer up immediately. Cause...
3: Oh, you know what's good uh, for cheering up is go to Seaworld.
1: Yeah, you know what? Yeah, that's
3: a that's
1: a, <laughs> a fun way to go.
3: Um, but
1: boy, there's a there's a there's a lot more whale penis in that movie than I was expecting, that's for sure.
3: Is that really the part that i you
2: should <laughs> should have been rated NC seventeen. No, was that it?
1: was like that felt like the intermission where I was like, Oh, this is fun. <laughs>
2: and,
1: um, <laughs> but the the the, mur- the, the death part it was like, Oh that's sad. But the oh this whale penis that's cheering me up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <So that> was- <laughs> So that's uh, it's just
2: in your face, I guess.
1: And um, lastly, I saw a film called Hell Baby. Has anyone seen Hell Baby? Is
2: it mm-hmm. uh, Hellboy's uh, third movie?
1: <laughs> I wish. <laughs> um, no, Hell, Hell, Hell Baby is a movie from uh, Tom Tom Lennon and uh, Robert Ben Grant, the guys that created uh, Reno 911, and they're part of the state. And oh whatever. right, yes. And yeah. um, it's their comedy. It's kind of an it's an exorcism comedy. Uh, Rob Corddry and Leslie Bibb play like uh, a couple. They move into a house in in Nolens with a silent oor, and. Um, um the uh it seems that the leslie Bibbs character she's her she's pregnant and she's having twins and one of them is probably possessed and hilarious antics ensue so from there as they do in that kind of situation um it's all right it was it was kind of funny i, I didn't love it but i mean it made, it made me laugh a little bit it had a uh, what's his name from key and peel uh keegan michael key is that, oh, saying that right? the taller one or the shorter one the taller one
2: okay got it
1: key uh, he he was he was like nvp of that movie. He was cracking me up the whole time, but uh, decent old oh, baby. Enjoy. Cool. All right, I think that's all out. No cookies. Damn. Okay, let's move. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to movie trailer talk. Each week, I discuss a couple of the newest trailers of the week and uh, find out what we thought of them. What's going on? And the first one we have is the new film from acclaimed director Paul Anderson W. S. Anderson. What the one, the, the, <laughs> the second best Paul Anderson, I'd say. And, um,
2: <laughs> I'm sure there are other uh, there are more uh, Paul Andersons out there that are much cooler. Okay, the fourth
1: best Paul Anderson,
2: <laughs> okay, Paul there,
1: W S yeah. Anderson, Mr Jovovich, his film Pompeii, and uh, yeah, this is a what I gather it's a movie that leads up to the events of Mount Vesuvius and what that's going to do to this, to the city of Pompeii. I assume it's set in the past and not in modern time, or else it'd be very boring. And it stars Jon Snow himself, Kit Harington, and I imagine many others. But mainly, I think I just saw like Kit Harington doing his doing his thing while, face. while avoiding Ash. So, with all that said, Bretta, what did you think of the trailer for Pompe? Pompey?
4: Um, I it looks a little three hundred y. Uh, poor Jon Snow. He tried Silent Hill, and that didn't work out so good. So he's gonna try this, <laughs> and he's gonna get stuck in. Historical, fantasy, medieval-y type roles, um, which is fine. If the, the more shots of him with the shirt off, the better, I suppose. Um, it's looking a little... it looks interesting. It, it's got a little bit of a um, 300-type feel going on. Uh, very, you know, brownish-gray skies and silhouettes against the brownish-gray skies. Um,
1: I assume it's in 3D.
4: Uh, didn't say 3D Oh, everywhere, but,
1: um. Well, I mean, we've had a couple of Resident Evil films, uh, Three Musketeers in 3D, so I think Paul Anderson's like, you know what, Ash in 3D, probably amazing.
4: Yeah, I could see that, but I'd, 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 it should be interesting. I don't know. I think the best version of Pompeii was the episode of Doctor Who, where we saw, you know, number 12, Doctor 12, before. You know, and he was in hiding, I guess is what they're going to explain it away as, but, um. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, actually, that episode had. Karen Gillan in it before it had, before she was Amy Pond too. Anyway, sorry. Um, so this looks fun. I don't know how deep it's going to be. I'm like, what's he going to do? Is he going to stop the? We all know how it ends. Is do we? Stop the yeah, he, yeah, he puts he gonna,
1: a giant cork in the volcano.
2: Is yeah,
4: is he going <laughs> to escape? Is he going to die? Spot, well, you know,
2: Spock just beams down, puts in like this thermal nuclear device, <laughs> that freezes everything, and know. then the starts again. Pro- oh wait, wrong movie. I
1: want that to be true.
4: No, that would be awesome. <laughs> And then there's a sex scene between Kit Harington and Zachary Quinto, yeah?
3: <laughs> yeah. He'd be down. David,
1: yeah. your thoughts on the trailer?
3: Uh, I think it all comes down to what Brenna just said, which is that we all know how it ends. This feels like uh, a, a movie that got greenlit based on the idea that we're going to see a volcano go off and totally destroy a city at the end. Like It, it just seems like... Let's you know build something that seems semi-serious around the fact that we know everyone's just going to pay fifteen bucks to see a volcano destroy Pompeii in three D. It, it it just seems like it's it's almost it's like the historical equivalent of just like rebooting a franchise or something. It's like <laughs> it's a recognizable thing. Like people know and what
4: Abs, pop- don't forget they're going to see Abs too because that right. opening shot of him it looks like he's not a real person.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I I don't know it seems a little like I, I I'm not I don't really normally watch very many trailers because I feel like it's kind of uh, unfair to judge a movie based on the trailer but this de- definitely got the it gave me the impression of something that it's that's taking itself too seriously and it's probably gonna be a lot dumber than it thinks it is. Abe?
2: Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of it. I think the the first like maybe 20 seconds were kind like of cool. Where it's kind of shrouded in ash, and you're kind of winding through this little maze, and then you realize that these are all just some people. And the voiceover work is pretty okay. And then it starts playing with this rock song, and then some dude shows up in Spartan gear, and and just like, wow, I don't want to see some kind of awesome, you know, political action thriller based in Pompeii, in like two thousand A.D. or B.C. And,
1: yeah, I, a, sometime I,
2: yeah.
4: Sometimes it happened.
2: The, it happened. Yeah. No, but it, you know, it's like they're trying to mix in some intrigue in there, and it's like, why? I'd rather just watch a documentary on, on a Discovery Channel about Pompeii going off I wouldn't want to see, you know, 300 or a Gladiator. I'd rather just see a volcano going off And maybe if it, it, it dealt with a certain few characters, uh, but yeah, not so much this warrior type movie.
4: Doctor Who did it better.
1: I have okay. a, I I have three thoughts on the trailer. One, um, is it weird that Kit Harrington looks like the um like the stunt equivalent of Edgar Wright? Like is that a thing?
3: <laughs>
1: It's like Edgar Wright's stuntman of movies is Kid Harrington apparently. Um, the other is what if this is more like anonymous and it like it starts off in modern times with some like random like professor standing on a stage saying, What if I told you Pompeii actually didn't explode? And like we have this weird conspiracy flashback just like that movie. <laughs>
3: No, it's it's Pompeii was an inside job. Yeah. Do yeah. <laughs> you know what temperature clay melts at?
4: Oh, I hope there's some global warming type d- deniers too. We're like oh, the yeah. Pompeii. It would never explode. <laughs> the gods <laughs> like us too
1: much. Krypton can't blow up. What? <laughs> the rock jaw. This Titanic can't sink.
4: You're just trying to make the world a better place.
1: And the uh, bite. <laughs> And the and the third thought is much like how Chasing Mavericks makes me just want to see just a surfing movie in IMAX. Like, why can't I just see like a cool volcano movie in IMAX? Exactly. Like, not, no, no story, just like just volcanoes erupting in you IMAX. No,
4: they have a giant IMAX, which is the first IMAX in LA down by the Science Center that does just that. They're like twenty they, minute yeah. films of cool stuff.
1: Yeah, but did they have one of of they a? They had. They a, there's a, new ones all the time. A, a volcanoes.
4: They also I have one over
2: in Seattle. I saw this movie about otters, a twenty minute film.
1: De- oh, thanks.
3: <laughs> that's <laughs> that's no it. Science Center, I saw a one that was about baby elephants and baby chimpanzees. Mm, awesome. It was pretty awesome. Probably better yeah. than a
2: volcano. You know. You're
3: just you're and just the Science the Center is uh,
2: theaters, Aaron.
3: Great. <laughs>
1: great. And you
4: can go see Endeavour while you're
1: there. Yeah. Yeah. Well Pompeii yeah. opens at the theaters on February twenty first, twenty fourteen. Just after a Valentine's Day, so yeah, it's perfect uh, after
2: Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> I want our relationship to end.
1: Uh, the next trailer we're going to talk about, keeping it apocalyptic, we have Metallica through the Never, and this is the um, the concert movie slash apocalyptic drama involving <laughs> <of> band Metallica <laughs> with uh, featuring uh, featuring Dane DeHaan. Sorry, featuring Place Beyond the Pines. Dane DeHaan <laughs> sent on an urgent mission. Uh, during the band show, but uh, you know, gets into his own adventure while the band performs on stage. And uh, with that said, let's start with uh, let's start with uh, David this time. David, what did you think of the trailer for Metallica through the Never?
3: Uh, <laughs> I, I, oh, sorry. Uh, apparently, Brenna wanted to start. With yeah, that's what I
4: thought. <laughs> In a nutshell,
3: um, uh, I'm perfectly willing to admit how ridiculous it looks, but I'm super excited for it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I like Metallica, I like Dane DeHaan, I like some of uh, the stuff that uh, director Nimrod and Tal has done. Yes. Uh, and it's just, it, its I mean, the whole thing's so ridiculous, but in the trailer, which I saw, I saw, at, they did—they debuted I think this new version of the trailer at Comic-Con. There was an older older trailer, but I think this newer one uh, was the one I saw at Comic-Con and I watched it the other day. And at both points, I'm like kind of rolling my eyes at it. And by the time it gets to you know the part in uh, in one where it's like duh, 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 I'm like uh, I'm ready to see the movie. Uh, I I, I want to go rock out to Metallica and watch Dane Dehan fight. Uh, uh, I don't even know what it's supposed to be. It's uh, the apocalypse happens during the show, and there's what like those
1: things. <laughs>
3: people on horseback, uh, suddenly. I, I guess what I just think is, like, at the, the the time the show started, the apocalypse wasn't happening. And it seems like the sort of post-apocalyptic uh, fringe societies have built themselves up really quickly. Like, there's already factions, <laughs> on, with armies on horseback, you know, by the time, you know, before the encore. it's uh, This is an apocalypse and fast forward. <laughs> Right up. Uh,
4: maybe they were just sitting and waiting. They waiting yeah. for their time. They were organizing. It's like the survivalist groups. They were waiting for something to happen. and Now they're just like, "It's our turn. Get this kid who still doesn't look like he knows what's going on." Um, I am. Um, yeah, I think it just looks fun. I'm not expecting any any depth or type of social commentary. I think you just, it's basically going to be an hour and a half music video metallica with um, lots of apocalyptic stuff happening it just seems like even if it's horrible it'll still be fun
3: yeah
4: in um, imax yeah, 3d yeah
1: imax 3d Oh yeah,
4: biggest screen um, and i've seen metallica live they've been on a great show uh... so i can't imagine what they could do with multiple takes and all, a big budget uh, as as evidenced in the trailer because that was quite the set um, but, I, I yeah, I, that's pretty much, it just looks fun. It's probably going to be awful, but awful fun. <laughs> um, and, you know, I like Apocalypse stuff. Um, not a big fan of Metallica, because they can kind of be jerks.
1: But Well, Lars can.
4: Yeah, well, you know, he's infamous for that. Uh, James Hatfield has some had some of his own issues. Um,
1: some kind of monster he has.
4: Yeah, yeah oh, some, something. Uh, but, uh, yeah, go see it.
2: Ape? Uh, when I saw that we were going to be talking about this trailer, I was like, man, I don't, want, I don't know anything about Metallica. I don't, I don't like Metallica. I don't really listen to Rock that much. And then uh, I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, it's just like a concert show. And then I was like, why is Dane de DeHaan in this? Is this a movie or is this just a, a documentary? And then I was like, wait a minute, are they doing something here? And then it turns out, I was like, oh, Dane DeHaan is in a movie with Metallica playing also at the same time simultaneously? And providing the soundtrack and score, this looks kind of all right. And yeah, it's, the set pieces look kind of elaborate and complex, but all set in Los Angeles or I don't know. Uh, and yeah, it looks it looks kind of. Uh, I guess I was surprised by where it went, and uh, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't expecting that, so I'm kind of interested to see it just based on that alone.
1: Yeah, I. Um, I'm kind of. A, I'm on board. I mean, it's just like it seems like. I'm not a huge Metallica fan, but seeing like the, seeing, seeing the music juxtaposed with this apocalyptic craziness that's apparently going to be going on, it has me pretty excited. And when I see things like, ex- shot exclusively for IMAX 3D, I'm like, well, all right, that's a that's a creative use of the format, actually. <laughs> Get the whole you band. Win. And, like, yeah, and I do like Nim- Nimrod Antel. I like it. I like it. He has kind of the he, he's this cool like workman director that just makes kind of solid action movies or thrillers, and I've been. Enjoying the things I saw, I I I really like Armored. That's a movie I
3: really enjoy. Uh, I wanted to see that. the The first English language one he made, uh, the horror movie Vacancy, Vacancy, yeah, was really underrated in my. Opinion. It is. I'd agree.
1: It's I I t- That's a good double feature with You Are Next. I would say actually. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, I, it, I'm just on board for it. Like I, I I would go to IMAX to see this movie because why not? It, and they have this Metallica has like this huge stage that they built, and it's like sure okay. And, uh, yeah, even with Lars, I'll still go. And uh, so, yeah. Metallica through the Never Hits Theater, September 27th, 2013. That's this year. That's in a few weeks. That's at the end of the month or whatever. So, uh, you know, maybe maybe you'll go see that. This Uh,
2: year, a few weeks, end of the month. (laughs) All
1: of those, yeah.
2: (laughs) It's not September yet.
1: It's (laughs) big. Wake me up when September ends. Is that too much? Is that bad? Uh, uh, okay. wrong,
3: wrong band, bro. Too much to ask,
1: man. When's that? When's the Green Day IMAX movie coming out? Is that <laughs> happening?
2: 2018.
1: 2018. <laughs> last. Let's uh, move on. Uh, let's get to our... Yeah, I guess it's time. It's time for our
0: movie review of The world's End.
3: Woo. Let's do that!
0: They haven't seen each other in 20 years. I'm free. Do what I want! But tonight, they're returning to their hometown to finish the ultimate bar crawl. This is our chance to finally conquer the golden mile. Twelve pubs, twelve pints. And this time, they're going to make it to the last bar, the world's end.
3: Let's go! Come on.
0: What do you recommend? Beer. We'll have five of those, please. Four of those and attack water. What? Look who it is! Wow. Long time. Gary. Welcome. The avenue. Welcome. Well, it's weird, isn't it?
4: You come back and everything's sort of different.
0: I suggest you get on your way. Welcome home, boys.
1: Alright, so that should have been some of the trailer for The World's End. And, okay, so in 2004 we had Shaun of the Dead, in 2007 we had Hot Fuzz. Now, in an effort to complete the thematically connected Cornetto Trilogy, director, writer Edgar Wright, and writer-star Simon Pegg and star Nick Frost have returned for The World's End, a film about five friends who have returned to their hometown to go on an epic pub crawl. Unfortunately for them, their town has changed. I would like us to avoid spoilers as to how the change, how the town has changed exactly, but uh, let's start with David. Did The World's End feel like a fitting end to this Brit comic trilogy?
3: I think very much so, in, in, in many, in, in more than one way. Uh, I mean, there's, uh, it, it, it felt like that uh, not only has he, you know, hit all these genres he wanted to, to hit, but I think in this sort of um, story that he's, that, that Edgar Wright and Sam Peck and Nick Frost are telling across the three movies of uh, essentially um, delayed adulthood or late-blooming adulthood, specifically, among male friends, um, it feels like he got the last out of that, uh, in, in the world's end. And I also think that, again, you know, we're going to, as you said, we're going to avoid spoilers, but, uh, major there, spoilers,
1: you can hint at things. Well,
3: there are definitely some major things, I think, that are different about this movie in the way that it feels, um, by the end, then, um, then, then Shaun of the Dead or, or Hot Fuzz had, and it, uh, it really makes me excited for the next sort of chapter in Edgar Wright films. Assuming that he keeps making his own films as, as well as making, you know, Fran- obviously he's got Ant-Man and stuff, but I'm, I'm hoping he keeps making these sort of uh, smaller uh, comedies. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to see where he, where he goes with that after, uh, after the completion of this little tale of The World's End.
1: Brenna,
4: um, I thought I enjoyed it. It was fun. I don't think it's the best of the trilogy. I would put it at the at, I would rank it third. Um, ironically, I think that it's uh, that they have sort of made a disappointing end to a trilogy, like a lot of the films they try to emulate, um, which I just find amusing. Um, very you know uh, stupid teddy bears on a moon. Type of ending, but not that bad. Um, <laughs> I didn't th- thought the story was a little. Uh, it wasn't as good as it could have been. Um, there's some, all the bits add up to a great whole, which is very entertaining. But the story near the end, it just sort of feels a little called in, a little sloppy. Um, and the end, the the big resolution, completely undoes all of the stuff that. They, the, the message of the film, all of the, the themes of nostalgia and growing up and um, sobriety. <laughs> and the I have a way to argue that, but
1: it. I, I feel like it'd be spoiling too much. So. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah,
3: <laughs> to, we'll,
2: we'll, we'll discuss this yeah. later on. But we'll we'll see. Have, yeah, we'll have to discuss it in the night section.
3: Oh. Uh,
4: but yeah, it's uh, I still enjoyed the ending. I just felt it was a little uh, odd that it, it was completely against everything else that they'd said. And it's an interesting story of nostalgia and, and growing up and trying to figure out what to do, and and then they had this prologue thing at the end, <laughs> which seems to exist just to get a Cornetto wrapper in there, um, because there wasn't one in the rest of the film. Um, but even though bits of it were disappointing and I didn't enjoy it as much as I enjoyed Shot of the Dead or Hot Fuzz, um, I still loved it. Also, I think it's my, one of my favorite Simon Pegg performances, because I am also a... a ex, not ex, a, a former goth person, I guess. He never grew <laughs> out of that. Um, I still have quite a bit hints of it if you had not ever seen a picture of me. Um,
3: do you have a Sisters of Mercy tattoo?
4: I do not have a Sisters of Mercy tattoo, but I have a Sisters of Mercy t-shirt. Ah. Close enough. And was, oh, and I was sitting there waiting the entire time for Sisters of Mercy to play, like maybe in some big importance, life-changing <laughs> scene, and I had to wait till the credits. Uh. Um... <laughs> But his performance was—it was hilarious. He did some great phys- physical comedy. He had great timing as usual. But he was also deep and heartfelt and emotional. And
0: we had ourselves a little idea, as you know. Yeah, we're going to go back to Newton Haven. Why? For some unfinished business. That's a joke, right? Five guys, twelve pubs, fifty pints, sixty pints. <laughs> Steady on you, Hulky. I haven't had a drink for sixteen years, Gary. You must be thirsty then. <sighs> but we can go back, see the guys, chew the fat. And it'll be just like it always was. Except this time, we are going to finish this thing once and for all. You have a very selective memory, Gary. Thanks. You remember the Friday nights. I remember the Monday mornings. Yeah, that's why we're going back on a Friday. Uh, <sighs> why do you think none of us live in Newton Haven anymore? I don't know. Because it is a black hole. It's boring. It always was and it always will be. It's only boring because we're not there. It's pointless arguing with you. Exactly. So come.
4: It was great. And it was nice seeing him not being the straight man. It was nice to see Nick Frost being the straight man and, and Simon Pegg sort of the bumbling idiot that Nick Frost usually plays.
3: Yeah, this was. I, I I think this is. You said it's like your favorite Simon Pegg performance. I think this is definitely my favorite Nick Frost mm-hmm. performance.
2: Yep. I thought that it was. Uh, it's an entertaining movie. I think it's slow at times. I'm a little bit on Brenna's side more than uh, David so far. Uh, I. Do I think it's a fitting end? It could be. I think that there were some hits and some misses, I suppose. Uh, but in terms of, I guess, the theme that they're going for, yeah, I get it. And uh, it did, it is cleverly written. I do think that you know, the writing is is basically spot on, on par. And you know, the theater that I went to go see it with, we were basically all <laughs> we had. I guess we had all seen the other films, and we all knew what this uh, film was all about. So we we enjoyed it. Um, but I think that there were just some uh, some weird, I guess, timeline gaps. Uh, just just to uh, I guess put the storyline in this own in, in this little movie altogether. It's, uh, it's a little weird. Um, and quite honestly, I think that the pacing was it's actually okay once it starts going. But first, like twenty so odd minutes, it's fairly slow. Um, but uh, it's interesting if you think about the three films altogether... together. I know that they're not super connected, although they could be, uh, but if you think about it in terms of just zombies and then this weird town and then what happens in this one, that's a kind of a, a cool thought to have just in terms of the, the progression of, of people. Uh, I never thought about it in terms of like the, uh, the, the growing up from, I guess, buddies into adulthood, uh, like what was mentioned earlier. But that's an interesting thought, too. On the whole... Like, it's something that I would recommend people to go see. I just don't know. You'll, you'll hear about where I would tell you to go see it later, I suppose. Um, I forgot to
4: mention the fight scenes are awesome.
2: Yes, I forgot to say that, too, which is, like, this is the best action movie of the summer. Mm-hmm. We'll get there.
3: Um, Can I interject real quick? Go for it. Because I want to say um, that, uh, well, I, I, did, I did seem to like the movie more than you guys. I also agree with Brenna that it's the the least of of the three But I kind of feel like in a way that that disappointment or the kind of let down sort of sadness that you feel at the end might be kind of part of the point. If you're uh, you're keeping with my idea of um, what this trilogy is about in terms of uh, in terms of growing up, Uh, I I, I kind of feel like maybe being being let down at the end uh, or a little sad at the end uh, fits with that.
4: Yeah, I've heard that argument that the ending is is intentionally not good. Um but I I don't know. It seems like it'd be quite the risk to take to do it intentionally by Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg and
3: Well I would see again, I would disagree with the that that phrasing of not good, but um as far as I couldn't as think
4: of anything any of a better way to say it.
3: being uh, a bit of a letdown, I think. Yeah. Disappointment, mm-hmm. maybe.
1: Yeah. Air? Yeah. I um In trying to it's, so I've been trying to after so I saw it I saw it at, like at Comic-Con. And I saw it again with the all three films at the same time and I've been trying to figure out like how to put it in terms of like into this trilogy of like how I'd rank it and like it's hard to say that now just because like I've seen the Hot fuzz and of the like many times and I've standing you know I've seen this movie twice so far but I'm very much anticipating rewatching this film more and more. I've already you know seeing it again seeing it again it's already revealed so much like more in what you gain from having knowledge of what the film's gonna turn into already just because of how many little running gags callbacks connections you can make throughout this movie let alone to the other movies but with that said um, if I'm if I want like pure like just entertainment and comedy I would probably put this at the bottom of the of the three of the three but I think this is like the, it's easily the darkest of them. It's the most mature, and it has, like, the most to let you think about afterwards, I would say, of the three movies. I think Hot Foes is probably the slightest of all three after, you know, watching them back-to-back-to-back, <laughs> to because back to back, it's, like, certainly, like, hilarious and full of just non-stop joking, pretty much, but as well as amazing action. And we'll talk about the action in this movie, which is also just amazing. Uh, Wait,
4: I forgot. I wanted to mention something else really quickly. That there were jokes in this that I wouldn't have got if I hadn't just spent a month in England. <laughs> Like bits uh-huh. of dialogue, uh, the thing about the pubs. And they walked into the first pub where like, they all look alike. I laughed because I'd been in pubs that looked just like that in London and <laughs> up in, in North Lincolnshire. And then like there's a bit where you're like, oh, is your sister still fit? And if I hadn't <laughs> been in England, I would have been like, I guess she works out.
1: You, never, you didn't know yeah. what fit
2: I know what fit meant. So. I didn't know
4: the <laughs> slang for fit until I was <laughs> called fit.
2: I don't. I'm not from England.
4: Fit I is, is their way of saying you're hot.
2: Oh, okay.
4: Um, so I figured that out when I was there, and I laughed uproariously because of the
1: reference. I, I guess I just watched a whole. I've been watching a whole lot of British comedy, because I know some of these terms already. But regardless, I I really I really like this movie a lot. I call it one of my favorites of the year. It um, it's so it's so sharply written. It's so it has such a such a a wildly inventive kind of way to play around with with what what this story is going to be versus you know many other movies that you just that follow a very specific path this one just has so much going on for it and I I, I really love the opening I love how it is like very purposely slow and it's really but it's very much kind of it's it's practically a drama that just happens to have a lot of jokes in it because you're dealing with this this wild character played by Simon Pegg who like he he's clearly unhinged and he clearly has problems in his life and you're watching like these four friends deal with this guy and you can see that movie being played for for a drama very easily and th- had it turn into something just way more like <laughs> way more important and like a- and not you know without like having the twist that happens halfway through it i love that it plays that choice very subtly as opposed to like shawn of the dead and the hot fuzz you know those movies going in they're going to be this you know they're going to eventually turn to genre films this one I've, you probably have an idea that it's going to turn to something just because you know those other two movies or like, right. you have some kind of basis on what you're going in to, to expect and-
3: when well, I first saw it at Comic-Con, I literally did forget.
1: You forget, yeah. That's what I. Yeah, you, you kind of forget that it's going to be this other thing. And so you're watching just this, like, what's going to happen with Simon Pegg's character? Jesus Christ, something's going on with this guy? And then it just turns to this wild action movie filled with, so, so stuff. Fill with some, some, some stuff. Some, <laughs> some very, blinks. Some very sci-fi-ish stuff. And you're like, <laughs> whoa, this is crazy. And all the characters kind of react accordingly. And I love this cast. I love seeing Eddie Marzad, you know, <laughs> dramatic British actor get like just get, get like really wild and drunk with no facial hair. I love it. yeah no yeah for a change. I, I I'm a big fan of Patty Considine in general, and so I like seeing him in this movie as well, playing like just this this kind of. He's not like a – he's like this, I guess, a smooth guy, but also the straight man character. It's it's just – and Nick Frost is – like, Nick Frost who's like MVP of fighting this summer, by the way. He's just like <laughs> amazing. Like, it's just seeing this castle let loose as they get drunker and like fight more. It's just really just a whole lot of fun to me. And then, I mean, you get – what I like about the ending is that it, as this, as opposed to being like this giant action finale, it's a conversation. It's like this. It's it's like a it's like a conversation out of like a Douglas Adams book. It feels like the like the like a Hitchhiker's Guide ending. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. with a special <laughs> cameo that sounds very
4: Douglas
1: Adams in. And so, I mean, yeah. So like the whole way through, I just I just re- I just really enjoyed where this movie was going and just how it progressed and how it kind of evolved and how it yeah and how it does go into what these mo- what these three movies have kind of done over the course of the time and how this has turned into. You have you have what the other movies are trying to do with friendship, and this one has another take on it, which mixes with you know getting older and you know going getting away from things that you did in the past. So I mean, it, it just along with being a comedy that I really enjoyed, along with being an action movie that I really enjoyed, it also just becomes this great kind of this this interesting drama that I also really enjoyed. And so I you know I liked all three of these aspects, and I just really like this movie.
2: You know, for the dramatic parts of it, I, I do agree that Simon Pegg, like he's got a really sad. Thing going on at the end, and you know you can see like the the tears rolling up in his eyes, and his eyes get all red. And I was like, man, I'm r- I really hurt for this guy. Um, but I wasn't sure if that really went anywhere per se. Uh,
4: that's what I was trying to say.
2: Yeah, because because it you know you see him in the opening, and you you actually understand. Exactly you know something's where up, up in the opening. Yeah, yeah.
1: you know which, where which you kind of a, it really plays that subtly too. You kind of you get the sense that okay, he's coming from somewhere that that's interesting, and then you yeah. kind of forget about it because because he's doing so much other stuff throughout the movie and then it gets back to a player like gets, oh yeah, yeah this happened <laughs>
2: right and you know he's got this dramatic part with uh, Nick Frost and then and it kind of just stops because there's a uh, the 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 super the sci-fi element that kicks in and then uh, and then it becomes like this thing about the human race and about how we're a bunch of nomads and we, we love being animals but um, yeah I, I wasn't sure like uh, maybe maybe there's just something that they want to talk about and glance over or if they just felt as though, yeah, that's enough. Like, we, we don't want to be too, too heavy on this because it's a, it's, it's a downer.
1: I, I love that listeners are going to have to wait, like, an extra four days so we could like, talk about the ending and release that episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, I just realized that I'm speaking in so much generality. I could, I could be talking about
0: anything. Drink cup, Less boo-boo. Boo-boo, what is that? You remember less Boo-boo. You know from Mr. Shepherd's classroom, it said on the wall, exit pursuit by a bear, you know, from that Shakespeare play? A Winter's Tale. Yeah. What was it called? A Winter's Tale. That's it. And if we needed to make a quick getaway, we'd say, exit pursuit by a bear. And then it was, exit pursuit by Yogi Bear. And then it was just, let's Yogi and boo-boo. And then, let's boo-boo. So you saying we should go. Yeah, it's shit here, isn't it? How about that action? I mean...
1: I
4: love it. Yeah. Oh, man, the fight sequences are just... Yeah. Oh, like, they have this... It, this... Everybody has their own fighting style, and it's very reminiscent of who they are as a character. Yes, yeah, beautiful.
2: Yeah. I, I especially that... love the line from uh, Nick Frost when he's like, "I effin' hate this town," and he just like goes berserk. Ah! I'm hate this town. because yeah. uh, that's yeah. exactly how I would want you know stuff like young adult to be, where it's just like you know Charlie Sturt's like just Theron, like
4: I like I hate this town and with his just... barstool boxing mitts. Yes.
3: Yeah. <laughs> the the bit right after that where Simon Pegg is trying to get a sip of his beer while fighting off the. Oh that's yes, so funny! It's He's so, so, so exasperated. Like,
4: Was that? He's so exasperated. It's beautiful.
3: But it it really feels like it's something that Jackie Chan uh, w- would have done. Right. Yeah. Um, Isn't
4: that the fight didn't,
3: didn't the fight choreographer work with Jackie Chan? Yeah, Brad Allen
1: yeah. That, helped assist with the fight choreography. And yeah, Edgar Wright's like as much as like I, I love his his kind of directorial style and how he uses like comic editing to like really emphasize like a lot of the a lot of scenes, but him as an action director has really paid off in you know, all of these movies. Like Hot Buzz is an amazing Hot action Buzz, movie yeah, to watch. And so and Scott Pilgrim's days. an amazing action to watch. And this movie, like, he's he's playing around a lot more with like having just like super long takes and like like really well choreographed sequences that kinda give it a you you kinda because all the actors are involved in it, so it has this kind of realistic quality while also being like incredibly stylish and just like not like many other action scenes you see and they're just well filmed and well placed with the camera and everything. It's just it's so like it's so refreshing to see like just just for a movie like this to see just such inventive action that's like also among some of the best action you'll see this year.
3: Yeah, I also love seeing it a second time on Friday. I realized, uh, or I noticed how the characters um, get better at fighting as the movie
1: as goes, they get as, as they, they get drunker. drunker. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> partially because they're practicing as they're going, but yes, it's also because they're getting drunker. And I, uh, I thought that was really funny. Uh, I think that
2: you, uh, you have a pretty good point there about the the action sequences there, Aaron, but the long sequences of action. Mm-hmm. Um, like and that. it's also shot at night, uh, and so, or I guess in, in quote-unquote night, and so it, it's actually really well done, if you think about it, because we've had a lot of movies this summer where they're action movies, and they have great action, sure, but it's just really hard to see, um, I'm talking about you, Pacific Rim, where it's just, at night, it's raining, I didn't really see it, I'm, I'm probably like the only one that didn't like it that much in terms of the action sequences, I was like, man, from, like, that, why from could... that
1: from that podcast.
2: Yeah, from that podcast, yeah. And couldn't they like tr- draw out a little bit more? And in this one it's like I can see Eric see what everybody's doing. Even Eddie as he like scurries around underneath like the table because he's been bullied his whole life. Um but
1: See, that's no, another I, scene where I, I, it's like, like you, you get to it's just to jump wildly to that direction. You get to like any Eddie Marzan having like one scene where he gets to like detail something very specific about his character that's like it's really sad. And it's just like I i like how this movie manages to mix in those little moments and make it work for me. Like I was just so like I was so happy that it along with being a comedy, it's also on, like, dark comedy with Shots. dramatic beats.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Shots. I'm sorry, Look, we can proceed.
3: Wait, what are you doing?
2: <laughs> oh, uh, shots! <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Why? What was going on before?
1: A lot of the like this main cast. Uh, I like Rosamund Pike in here. I mean, she didn't have like a lot to do, but I was like, yeah, I was she was was having fun like just jumping in on with them when she was in scenes. I enjoyed her.
2: I kind of want to see more of her. I was going to ask everybody on the panel here, just what did you guys think of Rosamond Pike's time on the screen? Uh, I liked her, her character, uh, but I felt as though she kind of got shortchanged.
1: Well, I mean, because I mean, what's the the other option is that you know she suddenly becomes like a romantic interest that features heavily into the film, as opposed to I mean, this is a movie about five guys that are that were friends once. So I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't yeah. see her appear as much as I like her. I mean,
3: part of what she's I was, uh...
4: she's quite fit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes, she is. Uh, what I was trying to get at uh, earlier about saying, like, where, um, uh, you know, seeing where Edgar Wright might be able to go after this, um, I would really like to see him make some movies that are less, uh, less uh, laddish. you know, less, uh, less ensemble
1: uh, guy focused.
3: Yeah, I'd like to see, I'd like to see Edgar Wright make a movie that passes the uh, the Bechdel test.
4: Yeah, please. He doesn't seem to know how to write about all characters very much. I mean, the um, What's Your Face in Shaun of the Dead is fun. Liz. Um, Thank you. Duh. I don't forget that. And Hot Fuzz is like, no
1: it's, chicks. It's devoid. They I mean, <laughs> Do they even have one? Yeah, they're all. So. There's an
2: old woman, I think. Yeah, an but, old farmer woman. No,
1: there's, yeah. uh, there's the one woman that's a cop, you know? She always likes a little girl. Oh, right. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah.
4: She likes yeah, it yeah. a little rough. Tits. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that Edgar Wright is, and, and Simon Pegg, they're just writing what they know. And putting it into their favorite genres, so they're putting the conflicts they've had in their life into movies that include
1: killer old people and zombies and other things. It's similar to something like uh, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, where they they write about what they know. They what, write about
4: what they know. So what you get are these these male centric uh, films. I'm just glad that Rosemont Pike was able to hold her own and was was. A bit more than eye candy. She she did some very important
1: things. It, it helps that you know she's a good actress. Like that's, that's that too. Yeah. No, it's
4: it's she's she's got a great performance. Everybody. I mean the performances in this are all great. Yeah. Um, I I enjoyed her. Uh, I usually get really annoyed when there's a female character who is only there for eye candy or because they felt they needed a female because it was it was too much of a sausage fest. And I enjoyed her. <laughs> I wasn't annoyed by her.
2: If you want to see Rosamund Pike as eye candy, go watch Jack Reacher. boobs oh yeah boobs on the screen
4: no it's it's a what do you call it damsel in distress (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: but she is quite fit
4: she is quite fit yeah uh
2: what do you guys think of the uh the the whole entire middle the movie plot thing plot device plot twist is it a
1: twist the way it turns yes (laughs) it's the head involving the head i the bathroom all of it the lego I I mean, as seeing a zombie film and seeing an an action homage, I liked seeing how this film played out in a kind of paranoia sci fi fashion. Uh, some hard sci fi there. It was it was interesting, and um, I it's like so hard to I know, it's, it's hard to articulate. It's, it I I like that it it tries to do it differently. Where like shot of the Dead just makes it you know it's a, it's a it's a solid zombie film that fits into the genre, and Hot Fuzz is certainly more more happy to be homage and and not just like – it's also an entry to the genre, but it also is clearly paying – it's more clearly paying reference to, to a genre of film where a shot of the dead just feels like it happens to be a zombie film that has a few callbacks to certain zombies. This movie plays it the most subtle in terms of what kind of homage is trying to be, I would say, I guess, compared to the others. And I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed how they kind of mix it up each time.
3: But did you, uh, I'll play devil's advocate here, um, mm-hmm. did you feel that, because uh, we we talked a lot about the action, it, it feels like it's a science fiction film in the premise, but it's really an action film, right? Yeah,
1: you, yeah but you could also, I mean, you, I, I think you could also say like Hot Fuzz is an action film, but like a good portion of it's almost like a horror movie, just like Shaun of the Dead was, it's, yeah, yeah, it's a weird kind of like a zombie movie. <laughs>
2: But it's also an action movie, yeah,
1: so uh, the dead is a, a, a zombie movie that all it's more of a it's more it's a romantic comedy like with a dramatic uh, ending in terms of like and ter- and 'cause Edgar Wright i guess his his he's not one to play things out slowly he's one that wants to once he gets to the what what he's going for in the uh, you know in the premise or like in the in the twist or whatever he wants to move at a lightning pace, and so I think that his kinetic style works into making it more actiony as opposed to keeping it. 70s paranoia sci fi, where it's very deliberately slow paced. Mm-hmm. Which I guess he kind of does in the first half of the movie, I would say.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. And uh, I, I understood that there was going to be something that's going to be going on, because um, that's just the way that the, his other two films have worked. So I was kind of expecting that. And then when it does happen, yeah, it picks up. So it's, uh, it's fun in that sense. Did you guys like the idea of the 12 bars, um, or I guess the 12 pubs? Um, and did you guys think that there was gonna be something weird going on in those pubs, like, uh, like with the reference to the names?
1: Um, well, all the names detail exactly what's going on in the plot at the time. Yeah,
2: <laughs> the golden cock,
1: <laughs> famous.
2: Yeah, cock. I like that part. Oh, the famous. Guy.
1: <laughs> I mean, it, it's it, it's fun. It's fun to look at the names and then think about how each one directly corresponds with what's going on at the time. Yeah, uh, much like the beginning of the movie sets up exactly what's gonna happen at throughout the movie, which happens in each of the films. Yeah. It's just these little connections and things that, especially, again, I look forward to rewatching this movie again and again and again, just because it's going to have so many little just jokes tied. This is what joke in Hot Fuzz when I watched it the other day that I'd never caught before until I watched it this last time. And I've watched Hot Fuzz like ten times. What joke? Um, the fact that Simon Pegg's staying in the Swan Hotel. Uh, oh yeah, which so I never noticed before. Yeah.
2: And there's and swans there like all
1: swans just, everywhere like, in that hotel.
2: Yeah, the swan is like the the running gag joke in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Um But yeah, I, I do agree that this is a movie that I I do want to watch again. And right when I left the theater, I was like, you know, I probably missed a ton of stuff that I didn't catch because I was just paying attention to what the plot was going to be, and I was missing like some of the sight gags or I was missing some of the uh, you know like the the clever writing. Um, and so would, it's kind of a bummer.
1: I would uh, also say the themes will. Resonate more on rewatches mm-hmm. as well as, you know, what the ending means.
4: <laughs> yeah. Uh oh. See, even though I was, even though I thought the ending wasn't as good as it could have been, I still love the movie. Um, I still enjoy it thoroughly and I still want to see it many more times. I want to have, uh, you know, Three Flavors Cornetto trilogy parties and just sit around and watch the movie with friends. hmm. Yeah. This
1: is true. Any other, uh, thoughts on the world's end before we uh, get a rating in there?
4: Is there a good, um, is there a good drinking game for the world's end yet?
1: Probably.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, last thought. Dude, Simon Pegg, if that was really him lifting a shirt, that guy is pretty buff. Yeah. Uh, I, was
1: like,
4: I was
2: like, is that a body <laughs> double? I was like, I don't know. It's uh, in the
1: shot. Abe, you've seen Star Trek Into Darkness. Clearly, Scotty's got it going on, right?
2: Yeah, when he takes off his shirt and Jim's, like, turning around and then he's, well, oh, no, that's that's not him. Oh, that's,
4: no, that should have been. That should have been Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> that should
2: have been. It should have been Scotty's like, do you accept my resignation?
4: Turn around.
1: <laughs> Alright, so let's get to our rating. That each week out, out there today we try to rate movies based on when you should go and see them. And we have a rating scale that goes from IMAX to theater, Dollar Theater, Netflix, HBO, TV, you just gotta forget about it. On that scale, how do we start. David, where would you put the world's in? Hold
3: on. Uh, run run again, IMAX what?
1: IMAX Theater, Dollar Theater, Netflix, HBO TV, or forget about it. <gasps>
3: I would say um, only because it's coming out the same weekend as Your Next, which I think is more of an imperative, I'm going to say theater, uh, with Your Next being in the IMAX uh, right. slot. Two for one this week, folks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Brenna?
4: Um, I was going to say theater as well, um, because I do want everybody to see it cuz I enjoyed it thoroughly but I don't think it's something you have to rush out to see and I think it's something you should wait and try to organize a bunch of your friends to go see together.
1: It just seems you, like that kind of movie. As long as you make money for the movie to allow Edgar Wright to keep making original films it you helps. Know?
4: Yay!
2: Yes, this is a checker. Abe? Uh, I'd say dollar theater and that's not a huge knock it's to just basically say you know it's heavy on the 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 the, the writing and so uh, you know I don't know if it's really worth you paying $12 at a theater, just to go see a bunch of guys talking. It's funny, but it, and it's good. But I would say Dollar Theater.
1: Yeah, I say I, I say a strong theater. I'm a glorious two D. Um,
2: I. I don't think it's available I, in three D. I'm
1: just saying it's glorious. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm saying okay. it's glorious two D. Um, <laughs> loved it. Can't can't get enough of it. I'll probably see it another another time in the theater again before it leaves. Uh, yeah, cool. let's do a little movie callback.
2: Call back, call back, call back. This is where
1: we talk about a couple films that where we just, you know, mentioned a few films that related in some way to the to to the world's end. And uh, Abe, any uh, any movies come to mind?
2: I did. I had, you know, Hot Fives came to mind with like the weird town. Um, Warm Bodies also came to mind because the post, what happens after, you know, some Things entity end. leaves. Uh, Freaks and Geeks, the TV show. This is, I guess, what would happen with. Uh, with uh, James Franco's character, you just might be like bummed out, You'd be like, yeah, those were the best times of my life, and it's I was such a good to. call. <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> this is the end, uh, for obvious reasons, and this is one episode, like the only Doctor Who episode I've ever seen, is like when they rebooted it, and it was like the one where like the the mannequins in the mall, and I was like, I Rose! yeah, what?
4: Rose. Name of the episode is Rose.
2: Oh, okay, yeah, there you go. Thank you very much, Brennan. So Rose with the Doctor Who thing.
1: Brenna uh,
4: yeah all I, could, I couldn't really see past this is the end um, because they're just so so similar but um, I don't know I kind of like Edgar Wright because of how he, he references a bunch of movies and you recognize all the references but it's still it's, it's still it's own unique film
3: Uh, well, I diff- I mentioned uh... Jackie Chan. I definitely was thinking of, of Drunken Master um, while while watching the movie. That um, was inspiration for also, the choreography. I, it makes Sorry. sense. I'm not <laughs> surprised to hear that. Um, and then I also thought of things like uh, like like Village of the Damned uh, and just the and obviously um... the original Invasion of the Body sinners, um, uh... stuff that I feel like is among the stuff that's being referenced. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, in the movie, just this, you know, the uh, that that paranoia of, you know, hiding out in a small town where things mm-hmm. are... You don't want the people that you know what's going on. You know, that very much happens in, in things like Invasion of the Body Snatchers.
1: Yeah, I had um, Drunken Master Game of Mind, Hitchhiker's Guide I mentioned, mm-hmm. um, Stepford Wives, original, uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, Road Warrior, uh, with Dale and I. And um, Hot Tub Time Machine. Hot Tub Time Machine. What? It's. I like that. Almost beat for beat the same movie, <laughs> if you look at it.
2: Uh, <laughs> yes, now that you mention that, yeah. It, it, almost get together, almost
1: get beat for beat the same movie. <laughs> uh, a scary old guy played by. Uh, there, the, there, the, I'm telling you, there are a lot of things <laughs> that make it a very similar movie. Uh, let's see. Okay. That's, that's callback.
2: Call back, call back,
1: call back. It's on top of it today, Abe. I like it. Let's. Uh, <laughs> I've had my let's, cereal. Let's do a little <laughs> plug. Uh, Abe, you, you, what, what, you know, it's awesome.
2: What's awesome, Aaron? Reading. Yes. No, no one it's else is. Metal.
1: Sometimes you can't. You don't have enough time to read, though, right?
2: This is true.
1: So you can listen to other people read a book to you with audible.com
2: like you, when you were a child
1: exactly just like that and you can get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash out a podcast where you can find over a hundred thousand titles to choose from for your iphone android kindle or mp3 player for people that listen out now out there and if you can get a free audiobook download with a 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service and i have a book to recommend it's called invasion of the body snatchers on <laughs> a quiet fall evening in the small, peaceful town of Mill Valley, California, Dr. Miles Bennell discovers an insidious, horrifying plot. Silently, subtly, almost Im- imperceptibly, alien lifeforms are taking over bodies and minds of his neighbors, his friends, his family, and woman he loves. And the world as he does it!
4: Wait, but, why would you recommend that book?
1: I don't know why. It just came to mind all of a sudden. It's it like, has nothing, it's nowhere near similar to what this right?
4: just typed in uh, anything and
2: then it just came up. Invasion right. the body Snatchers. Devil's
1: hands are idle playthings. That's what yeah, I, yeah, yeah. So anyway, that book's by Jack Finney and that's a book you can you can get it out of audibletrial.com slash podcast. You can go there. You can download that book or any other book there by going to the link audibletrial.com slash podcast. We get some credit for that. You can download that book. You can check out whatever else they got. If you don't like it, you could t- get rid of that service, but still keep that book you downloaded for free. I mean... What? I, right?
2: Talk yes. about gaming the system the right way.
1: Yeah. That's how you play the Game of Thrones, right there, which is also yeah. available at audibletrial.com slash podcast. So, there you go. Let's Great plug. Thank you. Let's do that on the feedback.
2: Feedback, feedback, feedback.
1: We, uh, we asked a whole bunch of questions on Facebook.
2: Holy crap, there were a lot of questions today. That's
1: right. And we had a lot of answers from our listeners, so we're going to get to those right now. Let's let uh, let's let Abe start this.
2: <laughs> yeah, if my document would load. <laughs> Alright, so then we asked, uh, what was your favorite genre-bending film? A film that starts out one way, then completely twists into something else. Gary writes, the ruling class, sort of. Jordan writes, funny games, or Hugo. Mike writes, Doomsday. Paul writes, "Captain of the Woods was good, from Dusk to Dawn is the best movie. Uh, and- and Tyler writes, actually kind of digged the call.
1: Next question: We have favorite movie about drunks, and uh, Jason has The Hangover and Beerfest. Mike Jones has Hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> Joe Jans has Beerfest. Is a Beerfest love. Jim Deetz has Barfly. Good answer. And Ryan, he has The Spectacular Now. That's that's a good. Oh,
2: I'm nice. gonna uh, go check that out soon.
3: Uh, we then asked, uh, "What's your favorite movie?" Uh, oh, that hold features... on, sorry, can I can oh, yeah. I interject?
1: Yeah, go Absolutely. for it. Absolutely,
3: well, the best movie by drunks is With Nail and I.
1: That's, that's it. yes. That's it's, yeah, one of my callbacks <laughs> this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: we then asked,
2: uh, "What's your uh, what?" Or, uh, we then asked your favorite movie that features a group of friends. Mike writes, "Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure." Very excellent. Ryan writes, "Half Baked." Uh, Mark writes, "The Deer Hunter." Philip writes, Super 8. Joe writes, Bridesmaids. Sharon writes, St. Elmo's Fire. Jason had The Hangover. Adam had Stand By Me. And Callum had, I believe the correct answer is, Goonies.
1: (laughs) Goonies never say die, that's for sure. Um, Let's see. Favorite movie with a conspiracy at play? Robert James, friend of the show, put, Manchurian Candidate, JFK, They Live... Seven Days in May, All the Presidents of Men, and North by Northwest. Those are uh, all amazing answers. Uh, Ryan has Enemy of the State. Philip has The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. I guess there's a conspiracy bit there. You have no power here. Okay, good enough. Patrick (laughs) has The Fugitive. Mike has Hunt for Red October. Jason Ritter has National Treasure 2 Book of Secrets. (laughs) The World is Not Enough. And Patriot Games... And Adam has Capricorn one. Yeah.
2: Um, we then ask, uh, whoa, what was that? His microwave's are going off. Uh, we then ask, uh, what's your favorite fight scene from this year? Jim writes, Gypsy Gypsy Danger versus the Flying Kaiju, the Sword Attack, which was uh, a it's a movie poster in itself. Um, Philip writes, Can't top Jim. <laughs> Mike then writes, Batman fans versus Ben Affleck. <laughs> uh, Jason writes, Star Trek fans versus
3: JJ's Star Trek's cast. <laughs>
1: And uh, okay, so speaking of this whole Ben Affleck, can, well, we
3: ha- can I nominate um, the the argument before midnight?
1: Favorite fight scene of the year, good one. That's a good one. Brutal. So we asked uh, we asked you guys if you had any questions for for us because we always ask you guys questions for answers, and uh, you gave us several, and we're gonna pick out two here. And uh, one, I think, is just because it's on the mind of America for whatever reason. Um, how do you guys? feel? This is from Jason. How do you guys feel about Ben Affleck being cast as Ben Aff- as Bat as Ben Affleck? <laughs> ben Affleck being cast as Ben, ben Affleck, Affleck as Ben Affleck. He's in the he's being in the uh, the, the making of uh, Good Will Hunting movie. It's uh, so a it's a meta it's a meta film. How do you feel about Ben Affleck being casted as Batman? Um, let's see. I am more concerned about having the same person that wrote Man of Steel writing Man of Steel 2. That's more of my concern than having the Academy Award winning Ben Affleck starring as Batman. I don't know. That doesn't bother me too much.
2: It's kind of my thoughts too, which is, uh, you know what, I, I actually like Ben Affleck when he directs his own stuff and he, when he's uh, seriously acting, but then I don't know if I like uh, you know,
1: David all that returning I,
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't, there's a lot of problems that we, we talked about in the Man of Steel podcast, and same, certainly, like yeah, if he's returning and the same director is returning, you know Zack Snyder, then I I don't know how that's gonna go. I I just honestly didn't really like Man of Steel that much, so I really don't care about Ben Affleck being casted. I'm kind of serious or kind of curious to see where he can take it. Um, I'm sure he'd do a fine job as long as they don't make him, they don't direct him in such a way that's like oh you got to be more goofy in this one or whatever.
1: I mean, the last time I saw a great Superman movie was Superman 2 back in 1980. The last time I saw a, ben, a great Ben Affleck movie, I mean, I've seen like five of those in the past few years. So I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't really, does, doesn't, it doesn't faze me to see like Ben Affleck. i on. I could see him in the cow, I guess, It's Bruce Wayne. I don't know, but uh, yeah, whatever. Brenda, any <laughs> thoughts?
4: Uh, yeah, my, um, my thoughts about this are nothing against Ben Affleck. I don't hate him. I don't think he's a bad actor. My complaint comes from. The fact that DC is trying to set up this this franchise similar to what Marvel's doing, and you can't have a franchise if this was such an established actor, um, Robert Downey Jr. being the exception, um, because if, even if, he's
1: not like you wouldn't like cast him before Iron Man and be like he's going to make us millions of dollars this weekend. Like he be- yeah. became the biggest star in the world because of Iron Man.
4: Exactly. He was he was you know recovering alcoholic people were afraid to work with before Iron Man right. really put him out there. Um, but ben Affleck, ben Affleck is, ben
1: he's already recovered.
4: Right? Yeah, you know, he's, he's all better. <laughs> but he's also so established that there's no reason for him to stick around for 10 Batman, Justice League, Superman, crossover films. They should have, what uh, I would have done is hired a a person who's, you know, not as established. Uh, like, um, Josh Duhamel was one of the names that I came across hmm. that I thought would be good for this. Uh, Patrick Wilson was another one that I liked.
2: Patrick Wilson would have been good.
4: Yeah, uh, right. we already know he can do uh, nocturnal flying creature man. <laughs> exactly. yes <laughs> Um, and I just I felt like since they should since they're starting to do a franchise, they needed somebody who we know could stick around. Um, I don't have any fear that Ben Affleck is gonna be a bad actor. I'm really more concerned about the script and who and the villain because the villain's what's important. Um, particularly as a it's, fan uh, of Batman the, villains, it's Calendar Man. Yes. <laughs> oh man. No!
2: It's already almost September.
4: <laughs> What's he gonna do for Labor Day? Anyway, um, so that's that's Not where Gotta wear I stand. A white, that's for sure. Yeah, he knows better. That's that's where I stand on it. Um, I do I don't hate Ben Affleck. I'm more concerned with the script and the villain, and I don't think it's a good choice if they're trying to do this franchise thing. Or you know what? They should have done Batman Beyond. They should have convinced Cushion Bale to come back for one film to. Train some new young upstart to be the new Batman. That way he could actually bow out and we'd have a new Batman.
1: And uh, David, you just don't care, right? That's the key. I don't. I don't. No, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I mean, so you want, you maybe, want this. Maybe role. that's the right answer. Yeah. It's pretty much my answer. Right? <laughs> Whatever. No, same. Yeah. Um, and the other question we have uh, Do you think Ben Affleck will sound gravelly when he talks as Batman? That's from Joe Jads. No. Uh, no, yeah, probably not.
4: <laughs> because of all the complaints that Christian Bale got for doing it, even though his voice was. Uh, ADR, it was changed afterwards, so I don't know, I think Ben Affleck is going to do well
1: yeah. just, you know, Maybe he'll speak in a Boston accent we'll see. Bastard <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing, Skank? <laughs> Yeah, there
2: were already memes about that, and uh, they're pretty funny, I'm going to say. I'll, I'll send
1: so, some were funny, but then the internet's also just like the least creative thing with all this. I think there's like a variation of like three jokes that are going around. around. <laughs> yeah, the
4: it's same whole, three jokes.
1: Different yeah, picture, though. Three, yeah, it's like the Affleck Duck, Daredevil, and Boston accent. That's like the extent of, of creativity yeah. on the internet. It's like, pretty all right, let's get uh, to box office results here. Each week, and now, now, apparently, we go over the box office totals and find out if our previous predictions were anywhere close to what actually happened. Abe. Do you remember what you predicted? Last, what good same number I, I you went, predicted last week? I went
2: for the gusto, there, Aaron, I uh, I, I said uh, first place for Lee Daniels is uh, the Butler, and I was correct, right?
1: Oh yeah, you, you said first place for the World's End with, uh, with the World's End for like I think twenty six million. Twenty what? Yeah, you you went really high for some reason. Um, <laughs> uh, Laramie was on last week, and he he said sixth place with seven point nine. I was more optimistic. Cause I said fourth place with eight point five, and I crushed it. Fourth place, World's End, eight point nine this week. Is that for real? That's for real. Huh. Yeah, that's that's how you prices right that one. Yeah, The World's End hit fourth place at the box office, 8.9 million estimates. Um, let's see what else. Yeah, lead. Da- Lee-
2: you've actually just uh, given away that you're a time traveler.
1: Yeah. This. Is, yeah. Sure. Uh, Lee Daniels. Lee Daniels. The Butler is still first place. I'm not gonna stop doing that now, David. That you've convinced me. <laughs> Lee Daniels. Lee Daniels. The Butler. Um, let's see. We are the Millers making a lot of money for oh. that movie. Still second place. Um, then the mortal instrument city of bones the latest in supernatural teen romance drama pair movies whatever that's third place 9.3 billion i didn't see that movie but i found out that that movie's like two, almost over 2 hours long and it's like wow oh, wow that sounds terrible i just not gonna, i don't want anything i don't, don't want to be a part of that at all um let's see and then your next 7th um, place with 7 million that's not, I, I would say that's not great, except for the fact that the movie cost like one million to make, and like, what, two million to acquire, and then whatever for marketing. It'll it's like two days it's, to shoot. Yeah, it's, it's, already, it's already a success, in my eyes, so there you go. <laughs> and other stuff happened as well, what else? The Grandmaster in like one theater or something. Short Term 12, really good movie, that that one debuted, and um, with Brie Larson, I like that movie quite a bit.
2: How did uh, Madras Cafe uh, premiere?
1: I don't, I don't see that on here at all, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go, and uh, yeah, pretty. That's nice, nice. you know there was no Expendables this week to to bounce out another Edgar Wright film, so that's a that's a win, I guess. <laughs> but um, uh, there you go. That's box office. Uh, what time is it, Abe?
2: Oh, Aaron, is it already that time in the show for some games? Mmm, <phone rings> fantastic this week.
1: That's that's of course the improv theme for games, and um, you guys ready? You ready for some games?
2: I'm, I'm ready. Is, is games plural or games? For single?
1: game. For a game. Okay. Okay. This game is called It's the End of the World as We Know It and I Feel Fine.
2: Uh, so we're going to have to name all these REM songs?
1: That's correct. You have to name all the Damn lyrics it. to like, REM's It's the End of the World as We Know It. Uh, parentheses and I Feel Fine. I,
2: I don't even know the part where they start jamming out into like super...
1: I, regardless, here we go. I've I've cleverly searched... Search the internet for movies that have the, the phrase, it's the end of the world in it. Mm. And so I have about ten movies here and quotes from those movies. And you have, to think, you have to guess which movie it is based on this quote that I'm going to say. Okay. Got it? Okay. You guys got it? I, I'm only here yeah. at eight. Yeah, got it. All right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Here's the first one. Kind of a, Kind of a layup. Here we go. Haven't you heard? It's the end of the world. Where would you rather die, here or in a Jaeger?
2: Pacific Rim. <laughs> Pacific
1: Rim That's, right that's
2: On Golden Pond?
1: It's on Golden Pond. Yeah. Oh yeah,
2: I, I should have known.
1: That's the that's the correct answer.
2: River runs through.
1: I should remind us, of course, to play to play the games. Now we have to shout out our name first, and then the movie.
2: Oh, A. Pacific Rim. Yeah,
1: okay. There you go. Just A. D. R. Okay. Here's the next one. That was the easy one. there we go. This one's also incredibly easy. No, nothing important. That is, I heard a good deal about a ring, and a Dark Lord, and something about the end of the world, but please, Mr. Gandalf, don't hurt me. Don't turn me into anything unnatural.
4: Brenna, Lord of the Rings! Fellowship of the Ring!
1: That, all of that is... All of it,
4: yeah. All
1: of that. Nailed it.
4: Even the Brenna part?
1: Yes, that was... The, yeah. <laughs> okay. Here's <laughs> the next the one. Part. Here's the next one. Hey, shh! No, I totally get it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I let you get attacked by a werewolf and then ended the world. Recent movie. Harry Potter? That's there's about eight movies there. Eddie didn't say Brenna, and it's incorrect. <laughs>
4: yeah, it's the only thing I can think of with a werewolf recently. Yeah, what does have a werewolf?
1: Recently? I'm sorry, I let you get attacked by a werewolf, and then the end of the. Oh, world.
4: uh, Abe,
2: Cabin in the Woods.
1: <sighs> Cabin in the Woods is. Oh the...
2: uh, yeah. Yes.
1: This one, I don't know why I put this one in because it's so obscure, but even though the answer is like a mega blockbuster, but here it is. A toast to the end of the world. This one is from the mid '90s. It's a disaster film-slash-alien-invasion movie.
4: Uh, Brenna is independent today?
1: That is correct. Woo. Here we go. Funny, ancient pharaohs looked forward to the end of the world, hoping the cadavers would rise and reclaim hearts from golden jars must currently be holding breath in anticipation.
3: Uh, David, Wall Street, Money Never Sleeps? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Incorrect, but it is a movie that starts with a W. <laughs> From a director we recently mentioned. In the past few minutes.
4: Uh, it sounds very familiar
1: and i It features an actor that you mentioned actually, Renna.
4: I mentioned actors. In the past couple of minutes.
1: <laughs> Possible Batman actors. Oh. Mat yeah. luck Awesome. Say it again. The whole quote? Yeah. Funny, ancient pharaohs looked forward to the end of the world.
4: Oh, uh, is it dogma?
1: Nope. Damn it. Darn it. Take a too long. The answer is watchman. That's the answer to that one.
4: Uh, oh, Bummer. yeah, I knew I knew that quote.
1: <laughs> Here's the next one. Might have to do an accent on this. Marty, one rejection is not the end of the world. <laughs> you forgot the... <gasps> oh, I did.
2: Marty, one rejection isn't the end of the world.
4: Gee, He's I wonder. To give me an answer for this oh. <laughs> I'm going to let somebody else take it.
2: Come on, David, don't let it be a shout-out.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know.
1: Marty, one rejection
3: <laughs> isn't the end of the world. Is it from Marty? <laughs> <laughs> you stop it? Into sport, man? Features
2: a time-traveling... Car. Scientist <laughs> and his dog, Einstein. Okay, back
1: to the future. <laughs> hey, back to the future. Here's the next one. Many a mecca has gone to the end of the world, never to come back. That's why they call the end of the world Manhattan. Uh... Really? I said the word mecca.
2: I hear a
4: zombie breathing. It's me thinking because I know it and I'm mad. I can't remember the name of it.
1: Many a mecca has gone to the end of the world never to come back. That is why they call the end of the world Manhattan.
2: Uh, do do do.
1: Some would say this film is Kubrickian. Oh no.
4: You're gonna say our name and I'm gonna commit sepikko over
3: here.
1: Hmm. Really? It is AI. Thank you, David. <laughs>
4: Whew. There, see, I, I know that. There you go. Ah, it's another one of those ones where you know it and you can't think of it. You know the quote, but you can't think of the film and you just want to kill yourself when you hear the name of it.
1: Here's the next one. God, it's such a shame that this whole end of the world thing's really holding you back.
4: Ah! Oh. Oh, I know that one too.
2: <laughs> Come on, Brent, I'm I'm pulling for you here, buddy. <laughs> Dave, you know it? I don't know it.
1: It's it's front of one of your favorite comedic actors from a certain ABC show.
2: Really, Paul Haggis? <laughs> uh Wait, can you repeat the quote?
1: God, it's such a shame that this whole end of the world thing's really holding you back.
2: Why does that sound really familiar? See, is that, uh, Dawn of the Dead.
1: It is from Dawn of the Dead. Look at David coming yeah! out strong uh, at the end here. Yeah. He's already he's winning. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it is that guy. It's a Modern Family dude. Ty Varel. From Ty Varel. Okay, here we go. Next one. Six months ago, I was made aware of a situation so devastating that at first I refused to believe it. However, through the concerted efforts of our brightest scientists, we have confirmed its validity. The end of the world as we know it will come to it, will soon come to an end.
2: Uh, Abe, Morgan Freeman, in any movie. <laughs> oh, it's not. Six, Six weeks ago.
1: The world as we know it come to an end.
2: Abe, Armageddon.
1: Nope. You're, you're close. Your friend is closer. Damn it. It's not. It's not a Michael Bay film, but it is another person that likes to end the world, or at least blow Damn it! Up.
0: Is it 2012?
1: It is 2012.
2: I see David is seriously coming on strong at the end. Yeah,
1: here. here we go. Here's the next I'm one.
2: i like Old Spice deodorant.
1: Here's the next one. <laughs> I draw at the end of the world. A salaried killer for a big petroleum company. I don't know why I did half the things I done. But I know this is where I belong, surrounded by my own exons, fugitives, drifters, assholes, men unfit for mankind.
2: I, I like your, uh, your accent there.
1: Yeah, was it good?
2: Yeah, I, I liked it. You I, know, I the, know who, the, who the it movie? is? <laughs> I'm going to see if someone can ring in first.
1: No, Abe, just go, because we're going... Abe, Abe. <laughs> it's <laughs> the <is> gray. <laughs> it is the gray, thank you. <laughs> okay, here's the next one. Hal, you've changed. How wonderful that all it took you to grow up was the end of the world. Hey, finding Nemo. <laughs> no, it's not. Hal. Jordan. Hey, the Green Lantern. It's the Green Lantern. Okay, next one. <laughs> Last one? Uh, two more. Okay. For the animals that didn't have a dad to put them in a boat, the end of the world already happened.
2: <laughs> that sounds super depressing.
1: <laughs> Only if it's Marcus Robinson.
2: <laughs> hey, Beast of Southern Wild.
1: That is correct. <laughs> here's the last one guys this is a tricky one apocalypse my ass this isn't the end of the world gods they're not angry with us the aliens are coming down it's the government with the big capital g they're behind everything they know what we buy they know what we eat where we go to the bathroom they know what kind of cheese i like pepper jack
2: Hey, conspiracy theory
1: i wish it was conspiracy theory it's sharknado because no one's gonna get that <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Shark Bano has like a ninety one percent of Rotten Tomatoes. I'm like, why?
1: <laughs> uh let's see here. We add these up. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Beep-oo, beep-oo. Wow, oh. it, this is a close one, but Abe beats it by a by a nose here. One point over. But David came on very strong <laughs> in second place. Thank you. Yeah. I
2: I, I would like to dedicate this one to all the uh end of the world survivors out
1: there. There you go. Okay. But <laughs> <laughs> Still a little out now presents what's out now. These are movies coming out into DVD and Blu-ray this week.
2: With a yay or nay.
1: With a yay or nay from everybody involved. Here we go. The Great Gatsby comes out.
2: Eh. Didn't
1: Strong words. Uh, pain and Gain comes out.
2: It was good three quarters of the way, so eh, meh. Eh. Yeah, it's, it's a good one. Meh. The, uh,
1: the, the, the Walking Dead Season 3 comes out. Didn't see it. <laughs>
4: Yeah shit. I stopped watching after season one.
1: Strongest season, that third season.
4: Mm. And I've been told that, so I have to keep I have to start I have to suffer through season two so I can get to season three.
1: Let's see. Sons of Anarchy season five. I don't watch the show at all. Didn't see it. <laughs> anyway, do I? And lastly, Kontiki comes out.
2: Heard it was pretty good, so yay. Decent. Oh, decent.
1: <laughs> Strong decent, I give it.
2: <laughs> I like how none of our answers were either a yay or a nay.
1: <laughs> I'd say a yay to painting and Gain. I'd, I'd say oh. people should rent that movie because it's, it's interesting. <laughs> um, all right, what are we going to talk about next week? Next week on the show, we're going to talk about Blue Jasmine. This is Woody new, Allen. This is the new Woody Allen film. And, um, yeah, I know a friend of the show, Adam Gentry, is going to join us for that one along with whoever else we managed to rustle up that week. But, uh, yeah, that should be a fun show. But we know Blue Jasmine is not exactly going to top going to top the box office next weekend. So let's see what else is coming out and see what we can... Go with here for predictions. Uh, what else comes up? Jesus. It's the end of September, which means it's just a dump time.
2: End of it's, August.
1: So, sorry, what did I say September? September. I'm no. lost. August. It's the end of August. Uh, we have The Getaway with Ethan Hawk and Selena Gomez. Probably, oh, probably yeah. Action classic in the making.
4: Wait, hold on. I'm sorry. Every time I hear the name of that movie, I can, all I can think of is the song from the New Rest of Development series.
3: Getaway, Getaway. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> let's see. We have, of course, The Grandmaster expands. And lastly, we have One Direction, This Is Us, 1D3D. Whew. Can't wait. Oh, and Closed Circuit hits on Wednesday. That's that Eric Bana uh, movie. Political thriller. Political thriller. Right. Uh, Rebecca by, Hall. Uh, that's right. I was like, who's and Written, about, written by Stephen Knight. Written, yeah. Wrote uh, Easter Promises. And... uh Another movie I can't think of right now. Uh, blah, 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 Dirty it's Pretty like Hits. Tinker Dirty, Taylor, Soldier, or Dirt.
2: Blue Was it directed by the guy who did Tinker Tailor? No, it's
1: from the one of the producers of Tinker Tailor. Oh,
2: one of the producers. Oh, okay.
1: The director of Boy A, if anyone saw that movie. I
2: have. I've seen all the producer from the producer of. Those aren't really living up to the hype.
1: But regardless, um, let's see. I guess I'm guess i
2: going to go with uh, One Direction, number one.
1: You think 1- 1D, 3D is going to top box yeah, yeah, Office next weekend? I do. Did, okay. did Bieber's
2: movie top number one? Uh,
1: probably. Next.
2: So I'm gonna go with One Direction here, or or if you saw uh, Kick Ass Two, it'd be Union J. Um, so I'm gonna go with uh, that, and I'm gonna say, uh, hmm.
1: I don't think you need a dollar amount. I think we're just okay. could say right. what D3D is gonna to top the box office next weekend.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll say that. If you
3: want to? I'll agree.
1: You'll agree. Brenna.
4: I don't want to agree.
1: But they're English, <laughs> right? So. <laughs>
4: oh my God, it, <laughs> they're quite everything. I- Everything in England is One Direction or Justin Bieber around all the tourist locations. You can get stuff with phone booths on it and double-digger buses and One Direction and Justin Bieber.
1: Uh, you mean TARDISes?
4: No, I mean phone booths. It's very hard to find TARDIS stuff in England, okay. believe it or not. It's just sort of established that everybody likes Doctor Who, so nobody has to wear a T-shirt.
1: <laughs> oh, okay.
4: Unless you go to like nerd specialty shops, it's not... Just around. It's not That's really like that's like, that's
1: like how, how America likes obesity. So we just don't acknowledge it.
4: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we just wear we just
2: wear it around. Exactly. I just I just carry a Coke with me all the time. A two liter bottle of Coke.
1: All right. One D three D it is. Um. All right. Uh. That's you know that's that's kind of it. Uh, we've we've ran we've ran through everything for the most part here. We we, we might talk a little bit about the ending of World's End <laughs> after this we'll release that later on. But for now. That's going to do it for this week's episode of About Now with Aaron and Abe. You can find more of my work at my personal blog, the where you can find all my per- movie reviews, as well as at com for my bluer reviews, as well as my interview with Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg, and Nick Frost. That's up there on Blue as well. You can also oh. find me at Twitter.com slash Aaron's PS3. Abe?
2: Uh, you can find more fun stuff at com and Twitter.com slash walrusmoose. Hashtag One Direction.
1: <laughs> <laughs> David Bax.
3: Uh, you can find uh, my. Podcast in my writings
1: at com, or follow me on
4: Twitter at The Brenna? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Bat Brenna. I'm also on Instagram as Bat Brenna. Um And I, you can see me talk about movies at justseenit.com or on PBS, depending on which station you're near. So check your PBS listings for Just Seen It. Also, YouTube. Okay. So I-
1: and, of course, you can find all the other episodes of Out Now with the Internet on iTunes, as well as Stitcher, and at HHWLOD.com. That is the podcast network that hosts our show, along with the other fun shows there, including the Walking Dead TV podcast, Legion of Dudes, Half Hour Ways, to other fun shows about comics and games and fun stuff like that.
2: You can also find every episode, as well as some exclusives, like Aaron's interview, over at com, And check us out at, at YouTube.com slash OutNowPodcast, where you can find the main reviews of the week, about twenty third 30 minutes each.
1: OutNowPodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to email us your thoughts on The World's End or Edgar Wright's Cornetto Trilogy or what have you.
2: Interact with us over at facebook.com slash OutNowPodcast where we will read off your questions. We'll also read off your answers to our questions and any other ways to interact with us, which is great.
1: And twitter.com slash podcast. You know, like, follow our page there. We got we got a Twitter, guys. It's there. You can, you can follow it.
2: <laughs> and also check out our latest uh, Media Endeavor. Uh, endeavor at uh, podcast.tumblr.com where you can check us out and uh, see what we've been posting as well as uh, maybe we post some really goofy stuff which we haven't been doing lately
1: get goofier got it yes all right well uh,
2: <laughs> ninja turtles in
1: dunks yeah that's one way to go all right so uh thank you david and bretta for joining us today to discuss the world's end thank,
4: thank you for-, for having us
1: yeah for sure and uh yeah until next time so long
4: and goodbye
0: You know who wanted all that? The listeners. Drink up. Let's boo-boo. Boo-boo? What is that? You remember let's boo-boo? You know from Mr. Shepard's classroom, it said on the wall, exit pursuit by a bear, you know, from that Shakespeare play? A Winter's Tale. Yeah. What was it called? A Winter's Tale. That's it. And if we needed to make a quick getaway, we'd say, exit pursuit by a bear. And then it was exit pursuit by Yogi Bear. And then it was just, let's Yogi and boo-boo. And then, let's boo-boo. So you saying we should go? Yeah, it's shit here, not it?